The Naked Body, a top-to-bottom tour of a human being. This week, the exocrine glands, with Christoph Schwening. Humans, like all mammals, exude a variety of strange liquids, many of them like saliva, sweat, both smelly and non-smelly, digestive juices in your gut, milk, acid, mucus, earwax, are produced by organised sets of cells. Whilst the fluids may be a bit unpleasant, they all serve a purpose. But where do these come from and how do we make them? Well, most of our body is lined by at least a single layer of specialised cells called epithelial cells. Epithelial cells have two sides, one facing the inside of the body and one facing the outside. Epithelial cells come in many shapes and sizes. Some are rather boring, looking like a sheet of bricks bonded together with tight junctions. But dotted around the body in numerous places, these cells form little structures that can secrete an array of different chemicals. We call these exocrine glands. The ability to secrete fluid comes from the fact that the epithelial cells express different proteins in the membrane on each side of the cell. This allows cells to effectively pull chemicals from inside your body and then push them out across the other side into the outside world. The processes that do this pushing and pulling are diverse. Some proteins are rather like special revolving doors in the cell membrane that can allow only certain chemicals in or out. Some of the proteins are special small holes like cat flaps, letterboxes or vents. And sometimes proteins assemble into a complex that literally throws chemicals out of the cell in small packages. And sometimes specific cells just shed bits of themselves into the outside world. A kind of micro-dandruff, just in case these things weren't icky enough. The exocrine glands are exquisitely arranged with a mix of different cell types in specific structures. The eccrine sweat glands are a nice example. You have at least two million of them. They consist of a coiled duct made from cells at the base which produce the sweat and then a straighter duct that reabsorbs some of the salt before the sweat finally reaches the surface of the skin. Many exocrine glands only produce their secretions at very specific times. For instance, when sweat glands are working properly, they only start producing sweat when the brain detects a sufficiently large rise in brain temperature. The exact temperature at which that occurs depends on many variables and can be trained by exposure to prolonged heat. Equally, the sweat glands themselves can be trained. If you sweat a lot, the sweat glands can become larger and are able to produce more sweat. But it is not just the rise in temperature that can activate exocrine glands. Saliva production, for instance, is activated by the mere thought or smell of food. A similar feed-forward activation can also occur with sweat glands, but driven by a prediction of stress rather than an imminent mouthful of food. This is the basis of the polygraph or lie detector test. But stress can be caused by many things, one of which may or may not be lying. Exocrine glands are critically important for life. They take the simple, watery bit of the blood and produce from it fluids that allow us to digest and swallow our food, stay cool, feed babies, keep our eyes healthy, but less usefully also allow our glasses to gradually slide down our nose.